Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God brought to you by Pastor Daniel Abedu. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, O oh God, for a time like this that you have made for us to rejoice, be glad in it. Thank you, O oh God, for being merciful unto us. I pray the Lord you will speak to your children. Let your perfect will be done. Let nobody at the sound of my voice leave this place the same. May we leave this place, O oh God, blessed. May we leave this place, O oh God, knowing that indeed you have spoken to us your, 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 your will and your word. Let it go deep down, O oh God, into our hearts. I come against every spirit of heaviness. I come against any spirit that is not from you. And I pray that, O oh God, let the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit have its course and direct our hearts, direct our paths, that your perfect will will be done in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Powerful. God bless you. Give a clap of it unto Jesus. And you can take your seats. Wow. Are you happy you are in the house of God? Are you sure you are happy you are in the house of God? Alright, I want you to look at somebody sitting by you. And welcome the person into the house. This is a great time for us to meet as a family. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a family. So whoever is sitting by you is your family member. You know, I have not seen anybody prospering and doing so well. With only his biological family. There's a lot of noise here. Or is it from the fan? Hallelujah. Hardly will you see somebody prospering and doing so well. With his only biological family. Most of the time, when you see somebody prospering and doing very well, it involves the people around him. There's a family around. And prosperity goes beyond your biological family. So you realize that some of us are doing well because. We related with other people outside our biological family. Outside my father's children. Outside my my mother's family. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you come to church, one of the family that you join is, is here. So this is our spiritual family. Hallelujah. Amen. So whoever is sitting by you is your brother or your sister. So thank God that when we come to church, we have uncles here. We have fathers here. We have aunties here. We have brothers and then we have sisters. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are in a family. As you sit here right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't see yourself as 
as like you are just coming to church. You have come to join a family. Clap for the family member sitting by you. Hallelujah. Amen. Powerful. Last week, we, I started sharing from this beautiful book. If you love the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love the Lord. How many of us have this book? Oh, all of us, we should have it. If you have to do susu for you to get this book, it's a very important book that you must have. If you love the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a month of love. A month of showing love. And this can be a best gift for you to buy for a friend. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, we, sh- we said that if you love the Lord, you, m- you are doing the most important thing. It means there are a lot of important things that you can do with your life. But among the most important things that you are doing, there are some that comes or there are some that are more important than even the rest. So in Matthew chapter 23 verse 23, we learned about weightier matters. It means that there are some things that are that carries more weight than the other things. Hallelujah. Amen. And these are some of the things that we must concentrate our life on. So when we come to church or even in our Christian life, we look for things that are more important and then we do them. Hallelujah. Amen. Last Wednesday, those of you who were not in church, I was sharing that, you know, one of the most important things to do, if you love the Lord, is that you must love his house. Now, I shared that, you know, in this life, some of us we have so many dreams we have so many things that we want to accomplish in this life including trying to establish businesses those of us who want to be pastors maybe your vision here is to be a pastor of a thousand member church may it come to pass in Jesus name Maybe your vision is to establish big, big businesses in every region of Ghana. May that one come to pass for you in Jesus' name. But you realize that not everybody is able to accomplish his vision. So let's say you have 20 things that you want to do before you die. Now, among the things that you really want to do before you die, there are certain things that you must 
prioritize. Or maybe bring first. So that it will be that even if I'm not able to accomplish all the 20 things I want to do in my life, at least that particular thing, the moment I'm able to finish it, then I mean that is it. Then I'm okay. Then I'm satisfied. Hallelujah. Amen. So in Matthew chapter 22, we read a scripture over there. Somebody came to Jesus. He was a lawyer. And he asked Jesus a very important question. And I'm happy for this question. Because if this person have not asked this question, maybe we wouldn't have known that loving the Lord is a very important thing for everybody. So what did he do? He said that, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? So when it comes to law, law, let's say law about marriage, Law about jobs. Law about everything in this life. Among all the laws that we can ever find on this earth, which of them is the greatest? And look at the answer that Jesus Christ gave. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Say thou shalt love the Lord with all thy words with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Verse 38. Now, he said that this is the first and the great commandment. This is the first and the great commandment. Those of us who have written BEC and then SSE, sometimes there are some exams when you are going to write. They will tell you that number one is compulsory. And number one carries 40 marks. So sometimes you are not able to write any uh, any of the answers, or maybe you, you you concentrated on only number one. And then you maybe you didn't finish, and then you go to go to number two. But you managed to answer only question one. What will happen is that you will not fail. Because the answer in question one alone, 40, it means that you will not fail. But unfortunately, some of the questions, like let's say you are moving to question two, then they will tell you that based on your answer in question one, then question, question two will come. It means that whatever you do, if you don't answer question one, you will fail. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Because how you answer question one will determine whether you pass the exams or not. Now, in this case, question one is that did you love the Lord? And I am telling you what when you get to heaven, they will ask you. And that is why this book is a very important book. Clap for Bishop Dark. Give a better clap of him for Bishop Dagwood Mills. For writing this book for us. This is a heavenly book. He is telling us that our life here doesn't end here. So one day, one day, when we get to heaven, we'll be able to answer very well. That's when they gave birth to me in Taifa. Or when I came to stay in Taifa. I used my life very well. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So loving the Lord is the most important thing you can ever do with your life. Amen. Amen. Is somebody loving the Lord? Is somebody loving the Lord? Because he says that it first and the great commandments. The first and the great commandments. Amen. Amen. Now today let's jump to chapter 3 of the book. Chapter 3 of the book says that if you love the Lord you will love the brethren. Say, if you love the Lord. Oh, today you are not preaching with me. Is, is it because of the weather? If you love the Lord, you will love the brethren. Say, you will love the brethren. When we say that brethren, what does it mean? Brethren is like your brother, your sister, your, your friend. I mean, any spiritual person that you can, you can find around. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's a song that when, so when we come to church, we sing. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. We are together again. Hold somebody's hands and let's sing the song. With one accord, oh, something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. We are together again. Just praising that. We are together again. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Oh, we are together again. We are together again with one accord. With one accord. Something good is going to happen. Do you believe something good will happen? It's in store. We are together again. Oh, oh, oh. 
just praising the Lord. Something wonderful, something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Something wonderful. Oh, it's going to happen. Something good is in store. We are together again. Oh, just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So something wonderful is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. Bible says that how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Psalm 133. When we dwell together, something good happens in our midst. Something great happens. Something pleasant happens. So today you are not living this place the same. I said that you are not living this place the same. Maybe you came to this place sad. You came because somebody is chasing you for rent. You came because maybe when you go, you don't even have any, any food that you are going to eat. You don't know what you are eating this afternoon. But I came to assure you that something good is going to happen to you. I said that something good will happen to you. Something wonderful will happen to you. And that is what happens when the brethren dwell together. Hallelujah. Amen. When we dwell together as a family, something wonderful happens to us. By the time you get home today, I said, by the time you get home today, hey, that blessing that you are looking for, it will be waiting for you in the name of Jesus. That pleasant thing that you are waiting for, it will be waiting for you in the house. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. May God bless you and increase you. And let this word be fulfilled in your life. That we don't come to church and live the same. We come to church and go with something. Like there's a wrong advice that somebody was giving that or the Adibafi this time around so back was sorry or they are the pan or the buffet i said that so or back was sorry or they are the papa and not the buffet it's that when you go to church you come home with something hallelujah Amen. May you go home carrying a lot of goodies, spiritual blessings, good health, money in your accounts. Let it be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Powerful. So, chapter 3. We said that if you love the Lord, 
You will love the brethren. First John chapter 4. Verse 20 to 21. He said that if a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he had whom he had seen. How can he love God whom he had not seen? Hallelujah. Amen. If you say that you love God and then you hate your brother, your brother that you see every day, you say that you love God, but you are hating this, your brother. Eh? But you say that you love God. God that you don't see. He rather do you love him. But don't, do, you, do you know where God is? Can you, can you tell me where God is? No, I'm looking for God's house. So you tell me. Please, I can't tell. You don't know God's house number? Yes, I don't know. Please, yes. Are you sure? Who knows where God is? I mean, I've been born again for so many years. I've been a pastor for some time. I mean, I've been praying. But I've not seen God before. Maybe somebody should tell me where I can find God. This Irene, I'm looking for God. Where can I find God? Oh. Where can I find God? God is a spirit and is everywhere. Is that on Is it true? They say you, you know where God is. I want to see God. So please, you tell us, tell the church where we can find God. So nobody is able to tell me where I can find God. So who have seen God before? Who? Braremon. Braremon, they say you have seen God before. How does God look like? Hey, so nobody is able to tell me how God looks like. After being Christian for how many years? You cannot tell me whether... God looks like maybe God, God God looks like somebody with a big beard. Maybe when he's walking then the beard is, is falling on the ground. I'm surprised nobody has been able to tell me that I have seen God before. So he says that a man said that I love God. And hated his brother. He is a liar. For he, what? We say that for he that loveth not his brother. Whom he had not seen, or whom he had seen, sorry. So how can you, how can he love God whom he had not seen? Can you imagine a God that you don't see? Then you come to church and you say, The Lord, I love you, Lord. Sometimes you kneel down and I lift my voice to 
then you bend the songs more. Uh, sometimes you lie down prostrate. Lord, I love you. Lord, I'll sacrifice for you. Lord, I'll do everything for you. Lord, I'll even kill myself for you. Lord, I, I, I love you. I, I don't know. I want to give all my property to you, Lord. You love God from the depth of your heart. Meanwhile, you have not seen him. You don't know who he is. You have not seen God before. But you say that you love him. Meanwhile, your friend that you are sitting down with in the church, you hate the person. You hate the person with a passion. You hate the person to the extent that anytime you see him, then saliva enters your mouth. Meanwhile, your time to the stand, then you feel Hallelujah. Amen. The God that you don't see, you say that you love him. And the one that you see every day, he rather you hate him with a passion. So now, this chapter, Bishop Doug has opened our eyes to the extent that. For you to say that I love God. How will you show your love to God? How will you tell God that Lord I love you? And he said that the evidence, one thing that will show that you really, really love God. It's when you are able to love your sister. Your friend, your brother, who is sitting by you, who stays in your next house, or the next room, the love that you show to that person will determine whether you love God. Now, if you are talking about brethren, I'm not talking about only the people in the church, only your brothers and then your sisters in the church. Only your chapel members or only shepherds. If I say that brethren, I am talking about that, 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 that auntie that you insulted. That's your mother that you insulted in the house. That person that you gossip about. How do you say that you love such a person? How do you say that you love God? Meanwhile, you will hate that person. May God have mercy on us. Now, the evidence. Eh, yes, we have learned that love Loving God is the greatest thing that you can ever do. But what shows? What shows that you love God? The only thing that shows that you love God is when you love your brother and your sister. Hallelujah. That is the evidence that we are talking about. Amen. So number one, it says that if you love the Lord, you will love the brethren. You will love the brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Bishop said that whom you love and whom you show affection for reveals what you love. 
There are people who love their families very much. There are people who love their sister's children. Above their own children. He said that I know someone who loves his sister's children. So much that he gave away all his properties to them. So who you love, you show more love to. Hallelujah. He said that you must love your spiritual family too. The way some people love their political party. The way some people love their job. Now, when it comes to your spiritual brothers and sisters too, you must also show them love. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said that if you love the Lord, you will love your spiritual brothers and sisters. So your spiritual brothers and sisters are the people here. The people, the people we are staying in the same house with. The people that when we see them, we, 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 we chuckle and then we move on. Hallelujah. Amen. Who are you loving today? Are you really loving God very well? So today, I came to tell you that if you really say that you are loving God, then the evidence of your loving God must be seen in the way you love your brothers. Amen. Number two, if you love the Lord, you will lay down your life for the brethren. If you love the Lord, you will lay down your life for the brethren. First John chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came to lay down his life for us. And he's saying that we must also lay down our life for the brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. When we are talking about laying down your life, we are not saying that come and lie down and then let us put an, a, a knife on your throat. And then kill you and then sacrifice you. That is not what we are talking about. We are saying that do something for somebody to be saved. That through you, a certain, a certain sacrifice that you put in, somebody will be saved. Because as you sit here, somebody has sacrificed for you to be sitting here. So you must also sacrifice something. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Bishop said that laying down your laying down your life for someone is a sign of your great love for him. Hallelujah. Amen. When you lay down your life, it's a sign of your great love for the person. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that I remember a Christian sister. 
She had a great ministry. A, a, a big ministry. Like a pastor. Like then, then one day, one day she fell in love with a, with a certain man. The man was already married. And the man is coming from her hometown. He said that she sacrificed everything around. She sacrificed her pulpit. She sacrificed her church. She sacrificed her pastors. She sacrificed her church members to go and marry this man. She left everything that she was doing in order to go and then marry this man who is married already. That is how some people some people interpret love. That once I love you, I must sacrifice something by all means. That is a wrong way of sacrificing anyway. But we too, if we say that we love the Lord, then what are we also sacrificing? If you keep on listening to Bishop, you hear what have you been through? What have you sacrificed? What have you suffered? Hallelujah. Amen. If you really, really say that you love the brethren, then there must be something you are sacrificing all the time. Because that is what you'll be asked when you get to heaven. Amen. Amen. If you love the Lord, you will lay down your life for the brethren. Now, Bishop, he says that what do you do for the church? Hallelujah. Amen. It's a question, and I'm not the one who wrote this book. It's Bishop who, who is asking you, what do you do for the church? Ask somebody, what do you do for the church? And then expect an answer, what do you do for the church? What do you do for the church? Amen. Amen. He said that, what do you do for Christians? It's another question you must answer. What are you doing for the church? What are you doing for the Christians? Hallelujah. Amen. Our brother Albert came, he came to testify that he did not, he simply did not give, give up on his brother. You too, there's somebody you must not give up on. There's somebody you must sacrifice for. Hallelujah. Amen. Now he said that everyone makes sacrifices for one reason or another. If you love the Lord, you will make sacrifices for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, Good Friday is coming. Good Friday, Eba. And we all of us, one after the other, will be required to make sacrifices. Now, sacrifice in the form of money. Sacrifice in the form of mobilization. I mean, mobilizing ourselves, calling each other. That is why we are going to group ourselves in worker groups. Everybody must join a worker group. So there's something that we must, everybody must get involved. Now, he said that you will lay down your life for the brethren. 
Laying down your life for the brethren is a great sign of loving the Lord. So ask somebody, do you really love the Lord? Do you really love the Lord? If you love the Lord, then it means that by all means you are sacrificing something. So are you sacrificing something? Are you going through something, some difficulty, maybe because of your brother? If not, then you must rethink how you love the Lord. Amen. Number three. If you love the Lord, you will have compassion. You will have compassion for the brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love the Lord, you will have compassion. Say compassion. Compassion. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you have compassion for your brothers? Anytime you see somebody in the ghetto smoking, smoking his life away. Maybe to drinking to the extent that the person is into the, uh, the being destroyed. His life is being destroyed. You must have compassion. That's what this person is doing. Is the person's life is being destroyed. And out of compassion, you, you must be able to rise up and then do something about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you have compassion? Bible says that let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Which mind was in Christ Jesus? It's a mind of compassion. The, the mind that was in Christ Jesus is a mind of compassion. It's the kind of mind that when you see people who are being destroyed, is moved. Bible said that it was moved with compassion. When he saw that a lot of people have gathered and there was no shepherd, there was nobody taking care of them. Bible says that Jesus Christ's heart was moved with compassion. When you see an unbeliever, how are you moved? When you see somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, how are you moved? Does something move you that I should do something about, about this, my brother or my sister's situation? Hallelujah. Amen. If you really love the Lord, it will show by how much compassion you have in your heart. Amen. He said that having compassion for people who have problems is a sign of your love for the Lord. And you realize that all of us, when we come to church, we have one problem after the other. Your problem is my problem. I am telling you, your problem is my problem. Especially anybody that I know that you are going through one of these two situations. Most of the time, my prayer is that God come through for this person. 
When I go down on my knees and then I am praying, I pray as if your, your issues are my issues. And this is the kind of heart we must have for our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We must have compassion. We must have compassion. I say you must have compassion. Something must be able to move you. Amen. Amen. Do you have compassion for your brothers and your sisters? Hallelujah. Amen. Our time is going. Number four. Let's do the last one. And then we close. If you love the Lord, you will be a shepherd so that you can care for the brethren. If you love the Lord, you will be a shepherd. Who is a shepherd? A shepherd is someone who takes care of sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the signs that you love the Lord is that you, you will be a shepherd. Now when you read John chapter 10 verse 11 the Bible says that I am a good shepherd. Jesus Christ himself said that I am, I am the good shepherd. And what does the shepherd do? He said that he gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. So can you also say that I am a good shepherd? Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say this to yourself that I am a good shepherd? Are you like Jesus Christ? Who gave his life for the sheep? Anybody you love. Uh, it's like recently when we were doing we were, we were doing some marriage teachings. And then some of us were, were confused. Whether when you really love someone or when you have a beloved you should go to your beloved house to go and wash to go and do cooking to go and do I mean any responsibility that a, a, a wife can do for, for, for her beloved hallelujah Amen. now one of the answers was that I mean why not you have gone to your beloved's house and then when you got there, your beloved who is a guy, he is pounding fufu. And then you got there, you, you, you didn't know that he was even pounding fufu. But when you got there, you realized that he was pounding fufu. I mean, as a lady, what will you do? Will you go and sit down and then wait for him to finish the fufu? Then you wait again for him to finish preparing the abenkwai. Abenkwai and then the pounding fufu. Which one counts first? Are you prepared the abenkwai first? Then after that, he come and do the fufu. Yeah, so I mean, you didn't know. Oh, you were passing by and then you realize, oh, my beloved stays here. So, oh, let me just pass by and then say hi. And then when you got it, he was wearing a singlet, sweating. Busily preparing uh, palm nut soup at the same time, pound fufu. 
mean, as a good beloved, what will you do? Baumis, you don't have any choice than to help him. At least he said that, oh, you let me let me be pounding the, 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 the cassava for you. Whilst he also do the soup. Hallelujah. Amen. But it shouldn't be a lifestyle. That you every day you are in his house cooking. All the time you are cooking. All the time you are washing. Because as you go and wash, by all means it will lead to another thing. And the Bible says that we should abstain from all appearances of the of the devil. Anywhere that you, you go, you know that you'll be tempted. Bible says that we should abstain. Now I'm saying that anybody you love, by all means you would like to help the person. Is that Whatever the person is involving, you want to help. You want to assist. So you don't want the person to struggle. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is how it is when it comes to serving the Lord. One thing that we know about Jesus Christ and we know about God himself is that God is a shepherd. So if God is a shepherd or Jesus Christ himself is a shepherd and you love Jesus Christ so much then it means that automatically whatever Jesus Christ is doing you also love to do it you also love to help Jesus Christ that is all that is all about at this point that if you say that you love the Lord then you must become a shepherd a shepherd is someone who takes care of sheep a shepherd is someone who stands and then like what I'm doing I am preaching so the way I am preaching heaven is happy I hear heaven cheering me up and then say that move on what you are doing is the best thing that what I am doing is the right thing now most of us may not have this opportunity to come and stand here and then preach but your opportunity may be to just have just one person sometimes two people that you can sit down with them all the time and then be sharing the word of God with them and as a Christian or a shepherd or a chorister or an usher almost all the time there should be at least one person in your life one person in your life that you are helping the person to become a better Christian hallelujah at least one person in your life at least just one person in your life that you know that this person I am helping this person that you forward your quiet time to the person 
that you call the person and then check up on the person and find out whether the person is doing well whether you have prayed today whether you have had your quiet time today when you do that it shows that you love the Lord it shows that you are becoming a shepherd because a shepherd someone who takes care of a sheep. So look out for somebody. Look out for somebody and help the person to become a better Christian. Hallelujah. Amen.